You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Hey, welcome back in, Sporty Nation. I'm in a much happier, cheerier mood. I just ate some food, and I'm not asleep like I was last time. I haven't been up north breaking pine needles, and so I am quite energized. Um, I'm happy to be here with you all today. We are recording this on, what is this, Friday. Lose my days of the week. Mm-hmm. You guys will be hearing this on Monday, so there might be a little bit of information that we are behind on, just so you guys know. But before we get into all of the drama that's been happening recently, let's introduce my wonderful and amazing co-host that I haven't seen in person for so long because this quarantine. How you doing, Richie? Hello, Corey. Should I say, it's Friday. We're recording on Friday. Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Yeah, rock that Rebecca Black. Mm-hmm. I've been working on my I've been working on my singing voice during quarantine. Oh, is that what you're gonna do? Are you gonna come out? Are you gonna be in a band? Are you gonna front a band? Ooh, this is how you're gonna get the ladies post quarantine. Yeah, I don't know about a band, but maybe I'll do some like karaoke nights, you know? Okay, we'll go to some karaoke bars. That works. <laughs> and just embarrass the crap out of ourselves. Yeah, I mean, there's one that people used to go to in Tempe all the time, but I don't know. There's got to be one that's closer to us. Because um, I'll reach out. To it's, yeah, it's something that I've always wanted to do, but our friend group, I don't think, would be down to do it. So we just haven't done it. But, we have talked man. about it many, many times. They actually, I think, know a place because they've talked about it before, but like we just. It's one of those where, like, it's been talked about, but no one's ever pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, and I feel like if we've learned anything during quarantine, it's that once we get out, we should enjoy our lives a little bit more. You know, get out a little bit more and try new things. So I think I'd like to try some. I think I'd like to try some karaoke once we get out of quarantine. I think for sure. Be fun. Yeah. What would your what would your choice of song be? Oh, that's that's tough. I mean, it's been interesting because um, Cat, uh, your roommate, her her best friend Joe has been putting out um, on his Instagram stories like different songs and whether they're good um, karaoke songs. And whether you like you would sing them and why and why not. And I it's hard because I used to um I used to sing. So like I it's hard for me because part of it is like part people um love to do karaoke just because they're like terrible. But part of me is always like hypercritical of anything that I would be singing. Um so I almost feel like I need to do something that's like really hard or really 
goofy in order to um, to not feel like hypercritical of myself the entire time. Um, he had put I miss you as one of those. I, I feel like I miss you would be kind of fun. Um, I know my so, boyfriend would be is, in Africa. Is that, Blink, is that Blink 182? Yes. Okay, good. I'm happy I knew that. <laughs> that would be Blink 182. We need to, this is, I'm surprised Kat hasn't been like playing, um, well, this is also another argument that I've been uh, been in recently is um, I, I would I would call it punk music. I'm surprised Kat hasn't been playing punk music while you're sleeping in order to get you acclimated during this uh, quarantine. But a lot of people have been calling it emo music. I wouldn't have never called any of that stuff emo music per se. Um, punk, yes. Emo, no. Yeah, they're they're punk and emo are kind of two different splinters of the same genre, kind of. Like, there's, they're a little bit different. Yeah, I just feel like they're not emo, really. I also got tagged in one of those that was like a, oh, what is your favorite emo song? And when I was thinking, mm -hmm. like, what's your favorite emo song? Um, I literally went to, um, why, why can't I, I say it right now? It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, my Chemical Romance, um, Black Parade. Mm -hmm. And um, like that one is, it's, it's literally about when his dad died and being like carrying his dad and being part of like the parade of all the people that are like in a funeral. That's why it's a black parade. And, and like in the music video, everyone's wearing black. It's very depressing. It's very emo. I don't find um blink 182 like aliens exist or all the small things really being emo that's not honest. emo yeah no yeah that's that's straight punk yeah yeah it's there's a difference like emo is is very like it's emo short for emotional emotional depressing that kind of punk is more of like a rebellion thing it's like a mm-hmm yep not giving a fuck and just kind of doing whatever and making fun of other things and stuff like that. That's kind of more punk and not emo, but I just had to, I'm sorry I had to go off on that little tangent. I've just been seeing that a lot as of recent and I'm like super wondering where it was coming from. And it's, and it's funny because like even um, Demi Lovato just put out a, a version of her song with Travis Barker and she called it the emo version. And and for those of you that don't know, Travis Berger is the drummer for Blank-182. Um, and I still was like, where is this coming from? I don't understand it. I would never consider, you know, Demi Lovato to be emo. And then, you know, people were talking about, oh, I'm so glad that you're going back to being emo with like Fall Out Boy. And I also don't consider Fall Out Boy to be emo. Like it was, it's been baffling for me. And I'm surprised, maybe this is like an overreaction for quarantine and I'm just so confused and, but like, I just had to get that off my chest because I was not aware of any of this. No, I'm glad you did that because that's what our show is about. We, we have this show where we can just get things off our chest and we go on rants. Both of us do. We, I think we have a good one, a good one coming up uh, in just a little bit when we get around to the, the news of the week in the NHL. But um yeah, you, I think you put it succinctly. So you you would you would pick "I Miss You." For, was, would that be your pick, or would you go with something else, karaoke wise? Um, 
I feel like that's that's where I'm gonna lean. I mean, um, if probably I, hmm. in the end, I always end up going back to the House of the Rising Sun for like everything because mm-hmm. it's my favorite song of all time. Um, mm-hmm. So I would in really for everyone else's benefit, I would probably do I Miss You because it's m- more known of you know for the ever, younger generation and stuff. Um, but I probably if I did what I really wanted. It would be House of the Rising Sun because I just love that song. Those are two good picks. I, I, I'll go. I'll kind of pick two choices as well. Uh, I would probably go with with Kryptonite from Three Doors Down. Shocker. I can see that. But uh, yeah, easy, it seems like like just an easy kind of fun song to do. It's one of my favorite songs, obviously. Um, but then like the out of the ballpark one that I would love to do, which I doubt any karaoke bar actually like has on tap, but it's white and nerdy from Weird Al Yankovic. Oh so you'd God. be able to hear me rap that entire song. And I'm pretty sure I could do it. You think you could rap the entire thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that I mean, I kind of actually want to see it now. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. See, I'll try it at some point. If we don't go to karaoke, I'll try and bring it up, and I'll and I'll and I'll try and wrap it. I'm yeah. trying. I to could think. It's a quick. It's a quick song to rap too, which give Weird Al credit for that. Like he was able to rap that. Like I went into his concert um, when he was in town recently, last year, and he did White and Nerdy. And he did it live, and he wrapped the whole thing without easy. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything that like, so like if you were to do it, like I would wrap something else. If there's anything that I know, like I could wrap the entire thing. I mean, some 41's "Fat Lip" is pretty quick, and I know every word to that song. And I actually mm-hmm. did that karaoke um, when I was a kid. And then, um, actually, you want to hear something really quickly, very funny. The first song mm-hmm. on a karaoke machine was when they had the little um, karaoke machines that were like, you know, you could have them at home. It was a revolutionary thing at that point in time. Um, and so I got for Christmas and a genie in a bottle by uh, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera, thank you, mm-hmm. um, was what we sang. And we were like, me and my cousin were, you know, it was probably six, seven-ish or something like that when we're singing it. It's a very seductive song to be singing to your family on Christmas as a little kid. Yeah. But I digress. I mean, I, I guess maybe I could do, because the, the 741 Fat Lip is, is relatively quick, and I know every word to that. But I, And I was a huge Eminem fan as a kid. So I could probably do an Eminem song, um, like from the earlier years of Eminem, I could probably mm-hmm. do that. That will be, I, I promise you, I will do that if I hear you rap the entire song. Deal. That is a deal. Okay, perfect. It's on. I'm looking maybe, forward. yeah, maybe if I, I have, so full disclosure, I, I have, I, over the last month, I have ordered six bottles of wine damn so i have a lot of wine coming to me 
maybe there's a night where like I have an extra glass of wine at like 11:30 at night, and and then I'm just like in the mood of like you know what I'll do I'll send Corey, I'll send Corey me rapping a verse of White and Nerdy. I mean, what is it? House party? We can house party it. House party, yeah. Yeah, we can do it nice and live. So I can see you working through the whole thing. There's no editing involved. <laughs> That'd be a challenge, but I, I, I could do it. I could totally do it. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold you to this because this is going to be exciting. If, if you can finish this, I'm going to be highly impressed. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not a big Weird Al fan, I still think that's impressive. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so for, for once, Richie and I are, are meeting in the middle on something. Um, often in music, we don't meet in the middle, so it's, it's nice that, um, that we can. I mean, I, I will give some props. And when we went to San Diego one year um, in the car together, usually we always have to listen to his, all of his music. And, and, and I, I like a, a decent amount of it. But he had the whole um, Black Panther album, and I was, I was, I really liked that album. So that was really nice. That was something out of your comfort zone that I really appreciated. Yeah, that's some. As I've gotten older, I've tried to do that, and I think I mentioned this with um, with Yeesh when he was on with us a couple of weeks ago. Where it's just like, I've, as I've gotten older, I've diversified my music tastes, as a little bit at least um and the black panther soundtrack i have on there i'll listen to that if i'm working out once in a while actually that's one of my go-tos for for working out there's some good good shit on there oh good because i don't know how you can work out to like the i don't know just your kind of rock well i usually do which is crazy i have an entire playlist that Apple had, and it's called the Alternative Workout Playlist, and that's what it is. It's just a bunch of alternative rock songs. Because, like, for me, like, if I'm working out, I just want to have some kind of music on. But it doesn't, I don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be hard or anything like that to get me motivated. It's just to have something on in the, in the background to, like, kind of keep me focused and undistracted type of thing. Oh, no, mine is, mine is beast mode. And so... I need to feel like someone has just given me like eight shots of espresso and I'm ready to go. <laughs> that's how I need to feel if I'm going to, if I'm going to like put in a, like a really good workout, that's how I have to feel. Although recently I have yeah, so been doing that. I've been doing yoga where I did inversion yesterday and ate shit, like so much shit. Oh, I landed on my wrist and everything. It was, it was a ton of fun. Ouch, ouch. Yeah. Yes, also, yes. I think, did we mention on the last show where Corey turned me on to the Nike app that has like workouts and stuff like that? Yes, Nike Training Club. I freaking love it. It is a bomb app. And they're letting like you have all the premium stuff right now. And so it's extra amazing. And it's totally not like at all sponsored, obviously, <laughs> um, because you know, Nike doesn't, uh, doesn't need sponsorship to be able to get people to use that app. But, um, yeah, no, it's dope as hell. I absolutely love it. And I turned Richie onto it and Richie has been doing these hit workouts and I feel like a proud parent right now because it's been beautiful to hear about Richie doing his hit workouts. 
Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. So I did the first one, and I was sore for four days straight. Um, and then I did. I've done some more workouts since. As soon as we hang up on this call here, I'm gonna go do another one, um, and uh, and like retry that same hit workout again and see if, because the main problem was it's very hard on your legs and your um, uh, thighs and stuff like that. The one workout that I did and that you did as well the same night because you in solidarity with me did it on your own as well. Um, and it hurt my legs like a bitch. So I'm curious, like two weeks later after doing a couple other different workouts, if I can get through that same workout and not feel as much pain as I did. It won't be as much pain. It will still be pain though. Cause I felt sore after it given I did a workout before that, but it was, um, Scotty was very surprised that I was doing that. He was like, uh, and I go, well, Richie did it. And so if Richie did it, then I'm going to do it too, because I'm the one that's trying to get him to do it. So that's, that's how you encourage someone. So mm -hmm. I did it too. And I was, I was pretty sore. I was feeling pretty sore the next day. Um, so you'll feel still sore. Um, my, I was at the point where I was like, my legs are pretty tired. Um, and I, have stairs so every time I was going up and down the stairs I was like oh why did I do this but yeah I feel you yeah walking up the three flights of stairs of the apartment was was kind of a bitch oh yeah I'm sure and those are a lot more separated because they're like out in the open yeah yeah but uh we get through it I think I'll be fine so we'll, I'll probably do that same workout later tonight and I'll text you afterwards and I'll text you how I feel and uh and, and we'll see how it goes <laughs> And then at the end of quarantine, we will be starting a new hashtag for the show, and it will be called Ripped Richard. Um, I hope you all can get behind hashtag Ripped Richard, because uh, it's happening, ladies and gentlemen. It is happening. Hashtag Ripped Richard. I like it. Hashtag Ripped Richard. I like it. <laughs> Usually we start hashtags about you. When you're here, now we're starting hashtags by when you're here. So yep. We're, move, we're moving forward. Instead of doing it behind your back, I'm, I'm now doing it to your face. Yep. It's, I like it too. It's better than hashtag ripped dick. Ripped dick. No, that just sounds, that just sounds like um, you had a very painful workout. So uh, I don't I don't think we would recommend that for anyone at all. Um, but I mean, if that's if that's your thing, I guess more power to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could probably do this now instead of doing it later. If you want a ripped dick, the best way to show it off is with some manscapes. So use our code for 20% off and free shipping. And that would be THPN, or again, THPN. And you can get your own ripped dick because it looks like it's in a lot better shape when it's nice and shaved. Yeah, I'm, that was a great transition. Great transition to talking about Manscaped, manscaped.com. I love mine. It is terrific. They say no nicks, and they mean it. They absolutely mean it. You, I, I literally tried to nick myself, like as as 
best I could. Didn't happen. It's great. They have like a little guard on there. So it doesn't happen. And I love it. And you, you're seeing them all over the place, by the way. Like if you were watching the NFL draft, I felt like they had a, a commercial for Manscaped, like every other commercial. Um, I see their ads all the time. Like if I'm watching YouTube, they pop up. So they're out there, man. And you got to go do it. They have some deals going on right now too, where um, if you go to the website, they have some stuff that they'll put in your order uh, if you if you do it. And uh, yeah, and you get the ball toner. You can get the, the ball deodorant, both of which I love. And they also have a new thing out now, which I saw recently where you can – it's for stanky feet. So if you have stanky feet, they have a spray to spray on your feet so your feet don't stank at the end of the day. Damn, that's impressive, especially when you're in Arizona. And many guys' feet are absolutely stinky because, you know, women are always like, you know, we don't particularly have the stinkiest feet and like in general because it just, I don't know, I think we just don't sweat as much. But like most of the time in the summer, you'll see ladies wearing sandals or flip-flops. And so we don't necessarily have that problem because we let our feet breathe. Unless you're wearing some slides or something, most of the time you guys don't let your feet breathe. So it is some stanky situations going on in Arizona for sure because you're sweating and your feet are feeling it. And now that we will be, you know, consistently in the hundreds from here on out, I think we might next week drop into the high 90s, whoop-de-doo. Um, but since we're going to be really hot from here on out, you might as well make sure your feet don't smell. Yep. And trim your balls, too, while you're at it. Manscaped.com, promo code THPN. Get a discount and free shipping. Do it, Sporting Nation. We promise you'll love it. But speaking of dicks, and not the good dick, as the way that Richard has put it, I guess we, we, we might as well get into the topic that everyone has been talking about this week. It has been um, kind of a hot commodity. Like it should be a hot topic right now um in general but i mean i think it's a little bit hotter because of the fact that there is no hockey going on right now so when this came out it was big hockey news and people didn't really know what to do with it outside of really focus on it and uh, completely annihilate him um through hockey twitter but um i'm sure by now you have all seen the tweets about the instagram dms that came out about um, Capitals forward Brendan Leipzig. I would say his name last name wrong. Did I say it right? Leipzig? I think it's Leipzig, yeah. Yeah, yeah this is what happens when you're a fourth-line player and uh, you're irrelevant. Um, so the thing is, he... I, I, I'm trying to find a polite way to say this. Do you, do you want to introduce kind of more of what was said rather than me going into my opinion off the bat? I mean, I don't have, I don't have any of his, Insta, his the DMs up in front of me of, of what he said, but um, I, more or less, he's, the group chat was full of 
very, very misogynistic comments toward teammates, wives, teammates to different others, other players around the league and their wives. Uh, it was all very disgusting. Um, I didn't, if I'm being honest, I didn't really deep dive into what he actually said in the DMs. I saw a couple of, of, of the comments, but um, uh, yeah, I'll, 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 let you, I'll let you rank on this because um, as most of the sport nation knows, Corey is one of the, what, one of the few females here on the Hockey Podcast Network. And I, I, I'm actually curious to hear your thoughts on this because a lot of the hockey community is mostly men and it's a lot of men that are commenting about this on Twitter and whatnot. So I, I really want to hear your perspective on this whole thing before I go any further. Uh, okay. So, and I appreciate you saying that. And I appreciate the guys, like, I would like to give uh, some shout outs to like some of the guys on our, our podcast who are our podcast network who have, um, you know, asked for my opinion or, um, appreciated the fact that like they could get a a woman's point of view on this considering the fact that in that particular like chat that we were talking in um I am the only female in it and um so I was the only one that was able to give my two cents into it but um so I came into this just seeing initially everyone's reaction and not seeing particularly what had happened and so um I of course reached out to uh, the wonderful Kat Silverman and was like, what the hell just happened? And she sent me an entire um, thread basically of all of these leaked, hacked um, DMs that were from Brennan and his brother and some people from the University of uh, Manitoba and um, that, that player in particular on that team, um, he has been kicked off that team. Um, Brennan has been um, waived. Um, and he's been like, his contract's been terminated. He's gonna, I think be an RFA, so he can get picked up, but it, yeah, we'll see about that. And then, you know, but there's a whole list of these guys that were in there, but there was a few of them that were saying some of the worse stuff and some of them being things like a fat native pig and um let me let me pull up a few few of them here i'm trying to uh one of the ones that he was saying i i had to screenshot some of these so one of them was um talking about his line mates being such fucking losers it's a great teammate um, thank God I never bang Shannon, fucking Trek, cheap Jennifer Jones, fuck, goblin looking cunt, top five cunt list in Winnipeg, badly want to crush though, she is actually disgusting, I think she may weigh 220. Went back to her place after Joey one time completely catfished me, fat native pig. And then she, and then they also too start to go on about um, other players, um, significant others too. So they had talked about um, 
Tanner Pearson's wife who had given birth not too long before that and she was holding her son up against the glass so that way um that way Tanner could see his kid it's it's a very sweet wonderful moment in this kid's life and then the parent's life and they decided to take that picture and talk about how fat she was and talk about how basically how terrible she looked they also made remarks about Connor McDavid's girlfriend and honestly like the fact that you are feeling the need to say these things all of these things it makes you wonder what this man thinks of himself you know you have to have some low self-esteem in order to think that this is okay for those of you that are like oh well he was saying these things in private and he was never meaning for them to get out well i had seen something i don't know how accurate it all is about that they were that all these girls were um had worked at all mostly like work at the same bar and that all of these guys are now banned from that bar well all of these girls on twitter are you know they're all they know who they are they know who they're being taught who's being talked about they know all these things no matter what you say i'm sure that this was not just something that was being done in the comments and it doesn't really matter when this is a habitual thing that you double down on you are constantly saying these things and it doesn't matter if you're saying them in private or not because they're still horrible and terrible and it, you can only imagine what they're doing to these girls faces and the fact that they feel this way why are you using your time to focus on people that you don't find attractive you know like if you don't find them attractive okay move on why do you need to be talking about them why do you need to be talking about them in this way and why do you need to be talking about if you have no interest in these women and or you can't have interest in them because they are someone's girlfriend or someone's wife why are you focusing your energy on them and if they're just living their lives what have they done to you to deserve this type of treatment these are the things that are just some of the small things that I thought when I first read it. And that these were just my first initial reactions to it without even talking to people about them and everything else is no matter what, the things that are said behind those doors and in those chats, they don't ever stay silent. I'm sorry, but there is nothing that you can say or do that ever doesn't get out. And the fact that you are putting that out there in the public for, and when I say that, I don't necessarily mean they're putting it out in the public. I'm saying they're getting, putting it out to other people. It changes your perception of other people. And as someone myself who has been talked about in a locker room before and for doing nothing other than existing, it's very terrible to not have control of your own image and your own you don't, none of these girls want to be talked about this way. You know, none of them are doing things to make them say these things, especially not any player's girlfriend or wife. They're living their goddamn lives and all they want is to live their lives. They could give two fucks about you and what you think of them. So the need for this type of derogatory remarks about them 
is not only a waste of time because you could be doing so many better things with your time, but it is also a massive image on how shitty of a person you are, how many things you're missing in your own life, and it is one crazy ass thing to be saying as a terrible player yourself and talking about someone like Connor McDavid. You've got to be kidding me. And so there is a lot of deeper psychological issues there. And I'm hoping with this new time that he has now received because of the fact that he won't be with the Capitals anymore, that he will find his own psychological help. And for those of you that say, oh, he's just a, like a growing kid that's in the NHL. You know what? He is maybe two months older than me. When I looked it up, he, he turns 26 sometime this May, I think. I turn 26 in July. He's a fucking adult. Don't give him any sympathy on the fact that he is, there are mistakes that you make as a young adult, yes. But calling someone a fat native pig and tearing apart someone's wife in which you play in the same league, excuse you. You should never, ever be putting something out there to anyone that will negatively change someone's appearance of someone else based off their looks and from coming from you, that's the last thing you should be saying because you have no right and no reason. And that is my little spiel on it. I know that was very long. You probably didn't want to hear my whole little speech, but that was my thought on this whole thing. That's, uh, that's what this podcast is about is, uh, talking about these types of things I think because we did it last week on the show where we kind of got deep into some stuff when we usually don't and I thought I, you that was very well said Corey because again I am a privileged white male and so it's hard for me a lot of times to talk about things like this because it's just like I, I do my best every day to respect the women around me and and I don't talk like that. I, I certainly don't talk like that to anybody or about anybody. That's not what I'm about. So it's hard for me to contemplate what goes through the minds of the guys in that group chat and probably others in the NHL, others – in or, in or around the world of sports and others around the world too who talk like that and it just that's why I've kind of avoided the story all, all week I, I, I didn't I haven't really said much on Twitter about it because I wanted to let it breathe a little bit kind of get the full picture of what's going on try and figure out the full breadth of the situation kind of try and figure out how I felt about the whole thing and some the thing that kept coming to my mind is, and we haven't talked a lot about a lot about it on this show, but how the NHL just seemingly has a problem with its culture, just being toxic as hell. In this situation, 
and the situation of Akima Lu from earlier this year where Bill Peters was fired because of the way he treated Akima Lu, who is a black hockey player. And we didn't talk about it on this show at the time, but it's just, it's just frustrating. And then one of the things that kept coming in my mind was Brendan Leipzig sucks. He's not a good hockey player. He's a fourth liner and he's replaceable. But what if messages like that were leaked from a player of some of a higher caliber? So I'm not going to name drop names and, and whatnot, but if it was, say, an all-star level player or a player who we talk about as being one of the best in the league, would we t- be talking about it the same way? No. And I feel like, I feel like we wouldn't. No. And that's the, that's the shame of it all, is that Brennan Leipzig is replaceable, so he gets dumped to the curb. But if it were a, be- a better player, the NHL would probably sweep it under the rug and say, oh, well, you're good. You score 40 goals a year. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to us then. And that's what frustrates me the most about it, is, is some players are treated differently than others. Yeah, so that's one thing that is kind of that goes for the NHL is the fact that I do think they are making strides. The NHL has made more strides as of recent, I think, than they ever had in, you know, becoming less of an old boys club and starting to come into the new age and really um, addressing a lot of those issues. Um, This season in particular, as you've seen a lot of stuff come out, um, as much as it's given the NHL criticism, I think it's also brought a lot of brought a lot of light to some really dark problems that they've had for a while and it's um it may look poor on the league now but it will they will be on the right side of history in the long run with it um when it comes to other players there's a lot of different things that have come out from players that don't particularly respect women to the most degree and I think a lot of them that have come out and what one one player in particular that I think of that is a very well-known player who doesn't always come out on the right side when it comes to women is Patrick. and uh, that was kind of that's a great that, example that's a great example thank you I, I had brought him up when I first read about all this and in, in a situation of Patrick Kane and, you know, like not everything that's come out about him is true. Like we, we all know that. Um, but some of it is, and in the end, a lot of it gets forgotten because of the fact that he is such a dominant player and he is such a face in the NHL. And, you know, it's very hard. I think a lot of times as an athlete to, walk that fine line because you are a role model for a lot of young kids and to and sometimes I think it leads to situations you didn't particularly want to be in or ways that you want to react or whatever but when it comes to stuff with him a lot of things were very much hush hush because there were stories about you know the way that he was treating women off the ice that weren't particularly nice and those didn't really make stories it it really took until the the rape allegations for it to really come to light 
And once that had happened, then all of these other back things that had kind of been brushed under the rug came back. And, and I mean, that may be a, a rip on media as well. And the fact that like, they never stuck to those, they kind of only brought them up when they were relevant. Um, but it is a difference. There is a large difference when a player is a valued player than a player like Brennan, who does not have the room to make those mistakes because as a team, that's the last thing you want. But I think the other thing too, that plays into this, that we also need to address is a lot of people were talking about different things and whether, you know, it should come from the league, whether it should come from a coach, whether it should, I really think the change should come from players, players talking to players because not every player is like this not every player has this mentality and um you know it's not everything throughout hockey and not everything throughout the nhl um i think you have a group of guys that are always kind of like this on a team and i think the ones that always are the better ones don't particularly associate themselves with them because they're like i don't really want to deal with these guys or like pain in the ass or whatever and then the ones that are you know the the better people they don't really say anything to them because it's it's easier for them to just not deal with them but then you have situations where it comes out like this and it looks poorly on you and your entire organization at that point because you didn't deal with a fungus that was in your own organization and so i think the fact that they don't address these issues as they come up as players with their teammates is its own issue. Yeah, that's interesting because I – and I would say the same thing about the Akeem Alou situation too, which is the players have been eerily quiet about it. They were quiet about the Akeem Alou situation, and I feel like they've been very quiet in this situation too. Have you seen anything to the contrary where – players are going on the record, whether it be on social media or being asked about it by reporters as far as their their take on it? Because I haven't seen that. I think that, that yeah. kind of sucks. Like, I wish there were more players that came out and and said, this isn't okay. I don't talk like this. Neither should you. This should – we should th- – our sport needs to be better. And I wish there would be more of that in the NHL and in sports in general too, where players would be more vocal about changing their culture. Yeah, I, I haven't seen much of it either. Um, I may have missed it, but I haven't really seen anything coming from players. The only thing I've really kind of heard is that like rumblings in the background of the fact that basically this, this kid was gonna get wrecked anytime he touched the ice if he was to come back. And, um, I mean, rightfully so, um, not to ever condone violence, but, um, yeah, I, that's the only thing I've really kind of seen. So I think there's rumblings in the background, but I don't think there's anything publicly. Um, it, it's just hard because it is like anything else where you have a whole bunch of kids out there that are, you know, they want to get into the NHL and they want to play at that level. And these guys are their role models. And so having 
it's hard because I can understand from a PR standpoint and from their own standpoint, they would love to keep out of this battle and be able to just, you know, behind the scenes deal with it within their own team or whatever. But it's the fact that, you know, you have those kids that think it's okay and they think it's cool. And those are as terrible as it is now. And it is, it's absolutely terrible that these guys are saying these things, but you have to think about when they are in, you know, in midgets and they're 16, 17, 18 years old, and they're saying these things and they're coming back to these girls who are getting these reputations and um, feeling terrible about themselves because of what's being said about them. And that's a fundamental years of people's growth. And the fact that they have these things instilled in them at a young age and then have to live with that and live with that through all of your years of really feeling your own self-worth. And then, you know, he, these were 25, 26 year old adults too that we're talking about these things. So if they have to live with that from that age all the way until, you know, into their thirties, like, come on, when are we going to say just because you're young doesn't mean this is okay. This isn't, you know, oh, it's the, the adolescent boys or, oh, you know, they're just horned up men that are like talking about wanting to get laid. Like, you know what? It's disgusting to hear men talking about women like a piece of meat and that how much they want to like they think someone's hot and just want to fuck them basically but I would take that over destroying someone's um someone's self-worth by calling them a fat native pig that is something that sticks with you and that does not go away yeah, and it, um, there is a bright side to this thing in a way for what it's worth, which is, I don't know if you saw, you've seen this too, but one of the women who was, had, this, has, had these things said about, about her, I think she took to Instagram and she was able to kind of, she had, I don't want to say had fun with it, but she basically put two pictures of herself um on on instagram one with all the nasty comments and then another one where where um where she kind of turned it into a positive for what for what it's worth that did you see that same instagram post you mean where she she put the thing that they were saying about her on her yeah yeah which is is beautiful that she's able to take it that way but think about how how strong of a person you have to be in order to do that in order to take what they said and turn it back around on them by like owning what they said. And, and I would like to point out, like, she's beautiful. Like, I don't know what they were, they were even thinking, like, she's absolutely gorgeous. And even if she wasn't like, it still gives them no right to say that, but like, you have to wonder how skewed their minds are, you know? Right. But right. no, it was absolutely beautiful. It was such a, a a showing of strength 
and uh, solidarity between all of them, any of the ones that I've seen so far that um, have spoken out about it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of scrolling back through her, her Instagram. And um, it seems like like one of her main things as of white is being is being very positive about body image. And uh, that's always very important, I think, for people to understand. So her name, by the way, is we're talking about Nicole Zajac. Her Instagram is at Nicole Zajac, Z-A-A-J-A-C. That's who we're talking about there in case you want to see her, her posts about that recently. Thank you for that, Richie. Yeah, no, it, it's great that they can come out of this in such a, a, a good way and not in a way that's, I mean, I'm, I sure it's, I'm sure it still hurts deep down to have all that out there. And I can only imagine, you know, the, the players wives and girlfriends too that were being talked about like how they feel as well like that's the community that you have to be in and the fact that that's what was being said behind closed doors about them that gives you a sense of insecurity that never really goes away that's that little sense of paranoia so i mean um uh, in the end i if there's anything bright about this, it's the fact that it's it's all kind of being brought to light and it's bringing, the subject is being brought up. And, um, you know, I think it's great that everyone is being able to look at this and realize that some changes may need to be made and they're realizing too um, that I think some people are looking back at what they say and realizing what they say isn't particularly right either and i think some great changes will be made due to this i i agree this was a very a very good discussion i hope you enjoyed it sporting nation um obviously from of course a female's perspective um because this has been talked a lot about recently and hopefully the deep dive into this um kind of helps helps people think about it a little bit more um and maybe like you said, Carl, I think you nailed it, is that now that this is out, we are at least talking about it. And we say this all the time on, on, on my show, Kenny and Crash to the Freaks, where these hard conversations have to be had because it keeps them top of mind. And keeping them top of mind is important in terms of going about how things change. Because the moment we forget about things or forget about certain types of people or forget about topics, um, that's how things will never, will never get changed. So thank you for the discussion. This was good. Um, hopefully it was enlightening for some of our Sporting Nation listeners. But before we go, we've been talking for almost an hour now. Um, we should probably end on a lighter note. So there's a couple of Kyrie-centric things we wanted to hit on before we get out of here. Um, first of which is something I saw on Friday from the NHL and NBC Sports Twitter page, which is they said they put out a picture of the green Coyotes Kachina jersey, which was worn in the late 90s, early 2000s, which I've been wanting to come back for a while. 
And they essentially said, should the Coyotes bring this back? And yes, 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 yes. I think we've discussed it on this show before. I love the green Kachina alternates from back in the day. Any of the old school stuff I think is great. Like that's the nice thing about this team is I, I don't think they have like terrible jerseys. You know, it's a lot of teams you go far back and you're just like, oh, this is, this is rough. Their vintage jerseys are some of their coolest jerseys. So um, yeah, I say hell yeah. Yes, me too. Me too. I love it. So hopefully, like I said, I've been wanting this to happen for like five years. and Everybody always laughs in my face about it. But maybe one day they will return and they will return in glorious fashion. And I can't wait. One, uh, another Kyrie's related thing that's a lot more positive too is that this past week they held a, a St. Mary's Food Bank drive at Healy River Arena for families in need. And I saw Aaron Cohen was out there. A lot of other Coyotes employees were out there. And um, in these times, that's something you, you'd love to see. It's absolutely amazing. Um, more and more people are out of work and more and more people need food. So the fact that they did this is beautiful to see. And it's great to see even when we're in a situation where um, they can't particularly be in the community as um, they have been before because, you know, you can't be interacting with fans like you would normally do that they are able to contribute to the community in this way is, that is very beautiful and is something very light and bright in such a uh, dark time that we're suffering through now. Very well said. Is uh, anything else before we go? Um, I wanted to, before we left, talk about um, something that we miss from hockey to just do a little bit of reminiscing for a moment since Craig Morgan, of whom we now um, tweeted out, you know, asking people what they miss the most about um, hockey and like he said what he missed the most about covering hockey and um, for me, I think it's part of, partly like, you know, all this is kind of family to me. So I, I kind of miss my, my hockey family. And, um, and two, I just, I, I kind of miss the, uh, the breaking down of just like for the show wise here, I miss breaking down hockey, like the, the nitty gritty of it. You start to kind of miss after a while. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, and we didn't have, we don't have time to get you today, but there was a another article about this idea of a 2014 playoffs, um, which maybe we'll talk about next week as that story develops. But as far as like what I'm what I miss most about it is, um, yeah, probably just that like com- that shared camaraderie amongst Coyotes fans of watching games together, whether it be in the arena and hearing Helen for you after a Coyotes goal and seeing everybody on Twitter, you know, talk about the games and share in their disappointment, their agony, their happiness, and uh, and the community 
um, between all the Coyotes fans on Twitter, Coyotes Twitter. I miss you, Coyotes Twitter. I really do. That was beautiful, Richie. That gave me warm and fuzzies. I that is it does. It feels like home, and I and I miss it a ton too. That was great. I think that's the way we should end the show because that made me have nice little warm and fuzzy reminiscing feelings. I agree. A couple before we go, a couple things. Um, we're Hockey Podcast Network is still doing their May giveaway thanks to Cool Hockey. If you go to coolhockey.com slash THPN and you buy a jersey uh, and you enter the promo code THPN, you get 30% off of your jersey. If you buy a jersey and then you, I believe, just share a screenshot that with THPN and Cool Hockey, you are entered into a giveaway for a $175 gift card, I believe. So if you're in the market for a new jersey over the summer, go to coolhockey.com. And you can get a new one. And, uh, yeah, you can get, get it for pretty cheap, too, actually. Good deal. 30% off. Uh, another thing before we go, um, this episode's coming out on Monday. But uh, we, we can't forget to say Happy Mother's Day. Oh, yes. Happy Mother's Day, every mother out there. And um, congratulations on not losing your mind. Um, because I know dealing with kids is always uh, not always the easiest in circumstances like this, um, where they're cooped up all day. Um, Richie knows that very well with his roommate's um, wonderful daughter, Izzy. Um, I know Kat, one of our favorite mothers, who is, a, is amazing and wonderful and patient mother, um, she, I, I can tell, is losing her mind more and more each day dealing with her cooped-up child. So happy Mother's Day to all of you wonderful mothers out there that sacrifice your own needs for the needs of your children. Yep, and uh, of course, a very special happy Mother's Day to uh, both our, of our moms, my my terrific mama, Mama Flo, as we call her here in the Sporting Nation. Happy Mother's Day. Also, special happy Mother's Day to my sister. My sister, Ashley, who gave birth to her baby boy back in December. So this will be her first ever Mother's Day, which is awesome. Uh, baby Daniel. He's, he's five months old now. He's crazy and he's humongous. Um, great hair, though. Terrific hair. <laughs> It feels so weird. It feels like that kid was just born. I feel like we were just talking about the fact that you were, that you were going to be an uncle. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that show was just yesterday. So that is uh, insane. The kid is that old, but yes, happy Mother's Day to both of them and special happy Mother's Day to her for her first one. That's amazing and beautiful. And, and happy Mother's Day to my amazing and wonderful mother, who dealt with me all these years, so she's got to be great. Exactly. <laughs> I know your mom uh, fairly well. She uh, she let us shack up at uh, in San Diego multiple times for San Diego Comic-Con, so happy Mother's Day to uh, Mama Crenshaw. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Thanks for listening, Sporty Nation. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Until then, good night and good hockey, everybody. <laughs>